Hey folks, this is Dr. Sam Byrne. I'm your host. We have another edition of iClarity Podcast. I'm really excited to be here today. I'm going to be answering your questions. I appreciate your interest. We are getting uh, just inundated with people who are interested in uh, my information, and I'm really glad to share it. It's kind of my mission, so I'm, I'm here to help. Okay, the first question that I'd like to address is a concerned parent. And this parent has um, a daughter who had LASIK surgery a few years ago. And the doctor has told her now that her eye is too flat where she cannot wear contact lenses, only glasses. He says that her eyes are getting worse and there's really nothing you can do about it. Okay, well, number one, let's talk a little bit about LASIK surgery. And, uh, you know, when you do LASIK surgery, you're changing the prescription in the eyeball, but you're not really addressing the causative factors of what's behind the eyes. So, you know, I, I've often say that we want to blame faulty vision on a deteriorating eyeball, but it's the programming behind the eyes that causes our eyes to change. This could relate to our posture, our movement, our emotional responses to life, our nutrition, our stress, if we've had any traumas. So this is a very classic story where we change the prescription in the eye, but it creates a split between the brain and the eyes because the brain is in the prescription before the LASIK surgery. And of course, now we have the eyes in the prescription after the surgery, and most of the time the brain wins. So it creates a split between the inner vision and the outer seeing. And, you know, in terms of what you can do to begin to heal the split and reduce the effects of, um, you know, the brain's prescription versus the eye's prescription, the eye's prescription, here's what I would suggest. Number one, I would see if you could come up with an interim prescription uh, for those needs where you have to see clearly. You don't want to wear this prescription all the time. And I actually like that uh, we would do this prescription in a glasses so that there's the, the choice of being able to take the prescription off and not wear it all the time. So you would just use it in demanding situations where you need to have clear eyesight, try to get a balanced prescription if you can, and let's table the contact lens conversation for now. So that gives you flexibility to wear the glasses and not wear the glasses depending on the situation. I would recommend my eye dialogue exercise where you're using the eye patch and you're doing some dialogue. Um, I think that you could also do the um, eye dialogue with the Blurry glasses, we call those the plus lens to blur. Um, that's on my website. So that's a really good exercise that's wearing the farsighted prescription. When you take off the farsighted lens, it's actually going to reset your eyes to have less myopia. I would recommend the yin-yang eye chart, which is a, a chart that helps the two eyes work together. Because I suspect that there's an issue going on between how the right eye and left eye are coordinating. I would also recommend my animal eye chart. This is an eye stretch. Again, it's done with each eye separately. 
Stretching the eye muscles is a great way to improve circulation and uh, release stress in the eyes and begin to get them to work together. And lastly, I would definitely do some nutrients, my MSM eye drops with the eye massage. I would also consider getting some eye nutrients uh, through um, either some eye vitamins or um, also, you know, the diet. Uh, we don't know what the diet is. You know, in my history, I always take a history on what is your current menu? What do you eat in the morning? What's the first thing you put into your, into your uh, tummy? Um, you know, this is very important in terms of what we eat and how we see. I think trace minerals are very important. So the magnesium, selenium, chromium, uh, these are really important trace minerals that help the eye muscles and the cornea. And, you know, when we've had eye surgery of any kind, uh, we need to boost our, our nutrients. So that would be a start for this person. I want to thank you for your question. Okay, next question. This is a 28-year-old male who started getting floaters in 2012, and now he's getting more floaters. He says his eyesight is better than average, but he believes there's a correlation between specific cervical and occipital uh, muscles that the uh, occipital joint, so that's in the back part of the eye, the nerves are irritated, that this could be a cause of the floaters, eating sugar, uh, not being hydrated enough. Uh, these He feels these are other possibilities. Now he's getting his eyes are burning, he's blinking hard, um, and he has the same symptoms after he works on the computer or doing video games. Well, uh, you are diagnosing yourself. You know, the key here is that what I see is that we are not getting enough oxygenation and hydration to our eyes. And when we don't get enough circulation, it manifests in things like floaters, dry eyes, and then eventually it can lead to cataracts, macular degeneration, glaucoma. And when we're on digital devices, that actually accelerates the lack of circulation in the eyes. And this is creating all kinds of uh, symptoms for this gentleman. Obviously, the dehydration, the sugar issue, these are things that we need to check off our list. I mean, if it was up to me, I would uh, consider MSM eye drops, uh, really good eye nutrients. With the MSM eye drops, I would do eye massage. I would be doing those um, eye drops several times a day. Um, I would take a look at my diet and really make sure I'm getting enough uh, probiotics and that I'm, I'm dealing with the inflammatory issues that might be going on, especially if I'm doing gluten, sugar, dairy, uh, those kinds of things just trigger inflammation and reduce our dietary absorption. Um, <clears throat> you know, in terms of the structural aspects like the cervical spine and the uh, occipital joint. You know, I have a great exercise that I put on my website called the tongue, uh, clock, palm, hum exercise. When you place your tongue on the upper part of the inner teeth 
and the inner part of the upper lip and you press on that, you're actually spreading C1 to C4 in the cervical spine. It's amazing that you can do that. And then when you take the tongue and you press it on the um, inside uh, part of the lower lip, outside part of the, the lower teeth, you are opening up C4 to C7. So when you do that while you're palming and humming, you are spreading the tissue in the back of the head. And yes, there is a correlation between that occipital area, the cervical spine, and our eye muscles and our eye nerves, which is why I recommend craniosacral therapy. I think cranial work is a fabulous way to begin to you know, open up the circulation and the eye-brain connection. So I hope those are helpful to you. Uh, I would definitely limit your computer video games. Uh, no question that EMF use also can, can contribute to these symptoms. Third question. Okay, this is a gentleman from Wichita, Kansas. His name is Luke. He's a young man, 22 years old, and he's had two injuries. The first was on his right eye about a year and a half ago, and then the second one was about five months ago. Both impact hits, so both on the right eye. He's developed floaters in both his eyes, and he didn't notice them after the first injury, but now his doctor uh, was able to diagnose that he's got floaters in both eyes, especially the left eye, after the second surgery. And he stumbled across me uh, as a last resort. My goodness, there's so much you can do, Luke. So I want to give you some help. Yes, I think it depends on the type of trauma you've had. You know, whenever we've had any kind of trauma, what happens to the tissue is they begin to go into a recoil state of protection. We call this shock and trauma. And what it does is it protects our body from future traumas, but what it does is it um, reduces the information flow or the energy flow in that particular area. And with the symptoms that you're having, there's no question that you're having some circulation issues in your eyes. This is why the floaters are starting to show up um, and also some of the other symptoms you're having. So I would get some craniosacral therapy. I would get some acupuncture, open up the circulation and the flow in that area. You're going to be using my MSM eye drops. I would use them four to six times a day. Um, and I would do eye massage all the time with them so that you're instilling them in your eyes and do a lot of eye massage. You know, when we do eye massage, we're stimulating the glands in the eyelids. So it's producing more tears. Uh, this is a soft massage, but it can be another way to help remove the shock and trauma. I would consider my eye exercises like my animal eye chart, uh, the eye dialogue, the uh, plus lens to blur exercise with the uh, eye patch. I would probably limit my use on the digital devices. Make sure you're doing your palming uh, exercise a lot, getting about 30 minutes of sunlight every day, getting good sleep, getting 30 minutes of aerobic exercise every day, increasing your fats and oils, reducing sugar, gluten and dairy. So these are things that you can do to begin to move out of the trauma. You know, I always say that accidents occur and they, they can be a wake-up call for us. And in that wake-up call, the opportunity then is for us to go to a deeper place in healing 
whatever it is uh, that has gotten traumatized. In this case, it's, in, it's his eyes. So best of luck to you, Luke. Thanks for uh, your question. Next question. This is uh, a gal, Susan. She said, my eyes are fine until I reached my mid-40s and I needed reading glasses for computer and reading. I'm already eating a diet as recommended by Dr. Byrne. What products and exercises do you recommend to help me improve my vision? Okay, well, this is a classic story where when we turn 40, we start to lose our ability to use our focusing muscles. And there are two sets of focusing muscles. One are the extraocular muscles that attach to the outer eyeball. And the other are the little tiny ligament muscles called the ciliary muscles. These are tiny muscles that attach to the lens of the eye. So if our two eyes are not working together and we're doing a lot of near focusing, usually at about age 40, we're not able to overcome the lack of focusing skill and focusing flexibility. So things get blurred and we reach for magnification glasses. Now these magnification glasses do two things. Number one, they make things bigger but it tells our eye muscles to go to sleep. We don't need our eye muscles anymore because of the size change. The magnification is so great, we don't need uh, to use our eye muscles. The second thing is, is the more we use the magnification lenses, uh, the weaker our eyes, eye muscles become. This is why when you wear the magnification glasses for a while and then you take them off, your eyes cannot reset. So in this particular case, I would start in with my yin-yang eye exercise, my animal eye chart exercise. There's also a presbyopia exercise, because that's what this condition is, where you get a reverse prescription and you start wearing it at about a minute at a time. And you do that um, about three times uh, for each sitting. It's so amazing. When you wear that reverse glasses prescription, it's a minus lens and you take it off, you actually can begin to read again. It's amazing when you can use an opposite prescription to get those eye, muscle, uh, eye muscles to become more responsive. This is a great thing to do. Now you can go to your eye doctor and say, hey, we, can you give me this minus one prescription or minus 75 prescription? Um, this is an exercise lens and hopefully they'll do that for you. Now, another piece of the puzzle is, is that you don't want to use the same power of magnification for the computer as for reading. Because the prescription that you calculate for reading, that's a pretty strong magnification lens, usually the computer is farther away from you. So you want to use a lower magnification strength when you're using the computer. So let's say, for example, you're wearing a 2.00 plus 2.00 for reading. You probably would want to use a plus 1.50 for the computer. So just use that ratio in terms of computer prescription, reading prescription. Because if you start using the reading prescription for the computer, that's going to weaken your eyes in a more accelerated rate. The last thing I would consider doing would be getting my MSM eye drops, start doing the eye massage a few times a day. This will increase your circulation. This is really important in terms of getting more circulation to those muscles in terms of responsiveness. So Susan, best of luck to you. Stay in touch. 
and thanks for your question. Okay, next question. This is from uh, somebody who lives in Taos, New Mexico. That's about an hour and a half north of, of me. And uh, this person is a fellow skier. I don't know, maybe I'll catch up on the mountain. It was a rough year in Taos this year. I only went one time. The base was only about 29 inches, which was kind of a, it was kind of sad. So you're hitting a lot of rocks when you're skiing. But Taos Ski Valley is an amazing place to go skiing. I love it. I've been skiing there since 1983. And it's just, oh my goodness, it's off the charts in terms of a, a ski area. Anyway, this fella is dealing with the same thing as, as Susan, the last person I uh, talked about, presbyopia. He's up to 2.5 reading glasses, and now he's starting to lose his long-distance sight. <laughs> he would love to be able to work with me. Okay, well, I would say that, number one, I would get into those reversed glasses. I, I did a video on this. I think it's uh, on my um, website. If you type in presbyopia, I think you'll see the reverse glasses exercise. So you get a pair of the minus lenses. I would probably start with the minus ones. And in doing that, just wear them maybe a few minutes a day and it resets your eye muscles so that you could then begin to maybe go down to a plus 2.00 in terms of your magnification lenses, especially in good light. You don't want to wear the same magnification lens for computer as for reading. You want to wear something less. I would work with the yin-yang exercise. I would work with the animal eye chart exercise. Um, I would also consider the MSM eye drops and eye massage because the more circulation you're getting to your eyes and the more oxygenation, that's great for the muscles. And you want to make sure that you're only using those reading glasses for reading. What happens with a lot of people is they forget to take the glasses off and then they start looking out into the distance through those reading glasses and this creates a deterioration in their distance vision. I don't know if this is happening with this gentleman, but I'd be very mindful of only wearing your glasses for reading. Now the last piece of advice is very interesting and I haven't talked about this before, uh, so take note. You can go on the internet and you can get yourself a pair of pinhole glasses. These are the glasses that are pinholes and you can actually read with these. So there's no magnification in the lenses. And the value of using the pinhole glasses is you're, you can read with these by shifting your eyes and your head, but you're not getting the side effects, the neg negative side effects of what the magnification glasses do, which weaken your eye muscles. And I would wear those a few minutes a day throughout the day in terms of your reading. That can also give your eyes more flexibility because when you wear magnification glasses, it makes the eyes very dissolute, too diffused. The eye muscles get very diffused. There's no responsiveness. So the pinholes are doing the opposite. They're making you focus in a focused focal way, which is really good for, for people who are losing their, their vision from the presbyopia from wearing the magnification glasses. Well, I hope that's helpful, and thank you so much for your question. So that's all the time I have uh, for today in terms of your questions, but keep them coming. I really appreciate it, and until next time, take good care.
You're listening to a podcast with Dr. Sam Byrne. To learn more about his seminars and workshops, visit his website, www.drsambyrne.com. The Byrne Method is a trademarked signature of Dr. Sam Byrne for his workshops, seminars, books, and DVDs. The information presented in this podcast is in no way intended as a substitute for receiving professional medical care. The design and purpose for this podcast is to provide information for educational purposes only. Dr. Byrne and his guests have no liability or responsibility to any person or entity for loss, damage, injury caused, or allegedly caused through the information, exercises, suggestions, explorations, or written responses presented in this podcast. Dr. Byrne is not a medical authority and his guests are not qualified to diagnose or treat any disease or health problem. This podcast is not a substitute for medical care. Dr. Byrne's information is only his personal opinion. If you have any health problem, please seek medical care for whatever condition you may have.